Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and Welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, alongside you on this Thursday edition. Jad Chambers producing for us. Coming up on the show today, we will talk with our buddy Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. K-State Insider. There is a lot to get to with the Cats ahead of the Oklahoma State game. We'll do that top of the second hour. Coming up a little later this hour, Chelsea Messenger, our better uh, betting insider will join us to talk about some of the bets over the weekend. Lot packed in today. 869-1240 is the number to call, as always, to take your calls. Tommy, good morning. Morning, Jacob. Yeah, we, I feel like we're right on the edge of a pretty busy and pretty important week in football, especially college football at K-State. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from Tim Fitzgerald. A lot to get to with him. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a good one. We're excited about it. Um, we're happy to be here each and every day for you on Sports Daily. Um, football, we get Thursday night football tonight, which begins the um, NFL week. And, and honestly, it's kind of a it's kind of a big one for a couple of teams here. You've got the Bucks, you've got the Ravens. Um, both teams not where they want to be at this point. Ravens at four and three, Buccaneers at three and four. Tampa's favorite in this game, if you can believe it which wouldn't have been surprising had we told you that to begin the season, uh, but is a little bit surprising to hear that now when we've seen the Buccaneers and what they've done over the past few weeks. We'll preview that game uh, a little bit as we go, but Tom Brady is the storyline. Tom Brady continues to be the storyline. He's Tom Brady. He's always the storyline, it would seem. And uh, the other piece this year that's been added into this is Aaron Rodgers, the two you know, uh, the GOAT and, you know, maybe not the GOAT, but one of the one of the guys that's real close over their careers, both struggling this year, and another guy, a Hall of Famer, who found success late in his career, Kurt Warner. Uh, remember, Warner didn't get to the NFL for a while and then, and then of course, had his Hall of Fame career. Uh, 12 seasons in the NFL, retired at 38. He says, 
in an interview with, uh, I think it was People Magazine. I think both these guys look like they're exhausted. It's okay to go. You know what? It's not how it used to be. I may not be who I used to be. It's just too hard overall to get everybody up to the standard. Maybe it's time to walk away. That's interesting to me coming from Kurt Warner, a guy who did hang on for a long time. What do you think about that when you hear that from a guy like Warner? Who knows? Who's been there before? Yeah, Warner walked away from the game uh, at the age of 38 in 2010. And, you know, the last couple of years of his career um, were not all that monumental. I mean, you think of his his days with uh, the St. Louis Rams and the Super Bowl and, and all of that, the greatest show on turf. Uh, but that really wasn't the way that Kurt Warner ended his career. So he kind of knows uh, a little bit about that, I would think. Um, but the one problem that I have with Kurt Warner's analysis of this is lumping in Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers together. It's different circumstances, different situations all the way around. And, and, you know, simply at its very core, age is a big difference. I mean, Brady is, what, six years older than Aaron Rodgers is at 45 and Rodgers is 39. So it's kind of apples and oranges and the situations between them are significantly different as well. Aaron Rodgers, we all know the the, the drama with him about um, will he or will he not return to the Packers and you know wanting to leave and wanting to go somewhere else and then ultimately coming back. Tom Brady leaving the dynasty in New England, going down to Tampa Bay, winning a Super Bowl with them. So the situations are different. Um, and I don't disagree overall with the sentiment from Kurt Warner, but I don't like the fact that he's kind of lumping them in together. And they've been lumped in together all season long. Because mm-hmm. both of their teams are struggling, but they're struggling for different reasons, and both of them have different motivations to play. So I feel like you have to kind of take it at a case-by-case. Case. They're different, and so that that's ultimately the only, the only issue I have with what he was saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have issue with him saying it because he was, he was asked, very likely, and he gave his thought on it. Um, I, here's what I'm beginning to think, though. I, I, I think there is... Like, everybody is against them right now. And it just feels to me like we're going to see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, two chip-on-the-shoulder kind of guys. I mean, they're not going to go out this way. I, I just can't imagine that this is the last thing we're thinking about when we think about the careers of these two guys. They seem like two guys who would rather go out on top. And I, I just, we're in, what are we in? Week eight now of the NFL season? Of an 18-week NFL season? I wouldn't bet against either of them. I wouldn't bet against either of them to both be generally, I think the Bucks have a better chance, you know, are a better team right now than the Packers. Um but I wouldn't bet against these guys turning it around and, and ending up this year with pretty good years. It, you're, you're motivating, and this outside noise is motivating two of the guys who have been the greatest at being motivated over their careers. I don't think physically, Tommy, either one. Everyone's acting like these guys look like they're out on walkers out there. I don't think physically – Either of these guys look bad, right? Rogers probably a little bit more than Brady, but it's not like when Peyton Manning in his last year, albeit when they went to the Super Bowl, right? 
But it's not like that or Ben Roethlisberger last year or when it got, or Matt Ryan this year when a guy is so clearly physically not there anymore. I don't see that part of it from either of these guys. I think the circumstances of their respective teams has just taken a step back, quite frankly, because they were you know, two of the best teams over the last couple of years that, that just aren't there right now. But I don't think it's because these two guys look like they can't cut it anymore. Well, and I think that you, I, I'm going to call you out for a second because I think you okay. contradicted yourself a little bit. I mean, you said that you don't see them going out this way. They don't want to go out this way. You don't see them going out this way. But then you also said their teams, respectively, have taken a step back. So they, they might not, they definitely don't want to go out this way, right? But I don't know if they necessarily have a choice. I mean, Tom Brady, we've said it multiple times, uh, he's not playing bad football. He's really not. The team isn't winning, right? And so whether or not they want to go out this way, I don't think really matters. Their teams are you're, not but good But you're assuming they're retiring after this season no matter what. When, you, when you're saying that. I'm not contradicting myself because I'm saying I don't think either one of these guys are going to go out this way. They'll either get it turned around this year or they'll be back. I mean, it's, you know, it's more likely that Rodgers probably would be willing to step away at any point, I think. But, man, after everything Brady went through this offseason and is going through off the field, to have gone through all that and then to retire anyway after a bad year, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think they sure either turn can, it around this year or he comes back next year somewhere. I'm not sure he can control it, though. I mean, and, and that's the biggest difference this season with, with Tom Brady, actually with both of them uh, compared to years past, is that they don't have the, the kind of control that they've had in years past to be able to single-handedly turn a team around. Like, I just feel like the deficiencies, especially in Green Bay, uh, it, it's – it's more than what Aaron Rodgers on his own can turn around. And so, yeah, maybe they'll come back. I, I mean, but but ultimately you're going to at that point, you're looking at what sort of offseason changes can be made. You know what? What sort of things can the team do to try to put a better squad around these guys? But what's different with Tom Brady this season, as opposed to his years with the Patriots, is that he didn't really have a lot of you know, high profile weapons around him all the time in New England, but he made it work and he was able to single-handedly lead the team to victory. That's not really happening this season. And, and so, um, you know, I, I, I kind of think about um, one of my favorite movies is the, the dark Knight rises and, or maybe it was just the dark Knight, one of those trilogies with Batman. And it was the commissioner, uh, James Gordon. And one of his quotes was, you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And that's kind of the way that I think both of these guys, I would say Aaron Rodgers a little bit more because he's just, he's, he's a jerk. Um, but that's kind of the way that both of these guys, I think they're perceived um, overall is there people are kind of rooting against them at this point. And so uh, unfortunately, and I agree with you though, I think that, I think that Aaron Rodgers is probably more likely to walk away um, because I don't, I think that in his mind, I don't think he needs it as much as Tom Brady does. Uh, Brady's a psychopath, you know? And so or, I think that he wants it. Yeah. As much as needs right. it, just wants Exa it. Yeah. Right. Wants it more. I'm not probably. convinced though, even that Rodgers would, because I, I, I don't know. I think Rodgers just likes messing with people, honestly, as much as anything. Um, Brady is at a level. Let me ask you. Well, I'll put it this way: If it doesn't work out with the Buccaneers, we already had the rumors of something happening in Miami, right? That that sort of stirred a hornet's nest this off season. But if it doesn't work with the Buccaneers, if Tom Brady was a free agent right now, 
how many teams do you think would line up and he and him make them better right now? Well, yeah, you have to look at the teams that are maybe, uh, well, not maybe, the teams that are a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. Like, that's all they're missing. Mm -hmm. um, there's one team that stands out to me. That's the 49ers. Um, they, they're, one, they're one piece away. They're a quarterback away from a, a, a Super Bowl. Um, it's probably not Jimmy Garoppolo. It's probably not Trey Lance. Um, so I could see that maybe, but I mean, really, yeah, I mean, there's going to probably be a couple of teams that would call on him, but it's got to be, we are ready to win right now. You're at this point a year from now, you're 46 years old. Like the, the window of opportunity is very, very small. So it can't be a, Hey, we're ready to win in, in two years. We're ready to win in three years. We're ready to win right now. And we're a quarterback away from doing it. And so I, I do think that that limits the number of teams that would be available for Brady to go to. I can tell you that Indianapolis probably feels that way, whether it's true or not. The Jets at this point certainly feel that way. Um, the Giants probably did coming into the year, may not anymore. Um, <clears throat> we've got New Orleans might feel that way. Uh, th th there's enough. There's enough that would make it interesting if that happened. Now, for Brady... Out of everything we just listed, I, the Bucks are in the best position still, even now, because the Bucks, as they get healthier, even though they just struggled and confused us against Carolina and have confused us offensively, their issues to me appear to be coaching because Brady doesn't look bad to me. They still have a lot of weapons on offense. They're just not getting it done. And I think with time this year, Brady and Byron Leftwich can get that fixed. There, I, I think that they're feeling the hangover of not having, um, you know, not having the consistency in the coaching room that they've had, and they're having to adjust to that. And and that and that matters. And that that's just what it looks like to me because I just don't think Brady looks bad, right? And Rodgers, I don't know if I think Rodgers looks bad because. His numbers haven't even been there. Brady's numbers have been there, generally speaking. Rodgers' numbers haven't really been there. So I don't know what's going on in Green Bay. Plus, he just he's throwing guys under the bus. He just doesn't seem – but he never does, right? He never seems happy. You you said he's a jerk. That's I mean, that's a simple way to put it. He just – he's wired a different way. He's uh, he, he nags. He's, his body language can be annoying, and so can Brady's. But I just – think that both of these guys, even this year, I, th I do think Green Bay and Rodgers have a chance to, to turn it around. I, I mean, we're in week eight of an 18-game schedule, right? Like, there is so much time for these guys, two of the best at the game off the field, right, as it, as it comes to just being savvy and, and smart and, you know, awareness, whatever, whatever tangible thing you want to come up with to put on it. These are two of the smartest quarterbacks that have ever played. And with 10 games to go in an 18-game schedule, or a 17-game schedule, an 18-week schedule, I just I, I think we may be slightly premature on putting a nail in a coffin of these two careers, which are two of the greatest we've ever seen. It would be different if they were out there looking like Ben Roethlisberger looked like last year, right? Or Peyton Manning looked like in his final year in Denver. Or Matt Ryan looked this year in Indianapolis. It would be different if it was that, but I don't think it's that. And I'm not going to count these guys out 
to get it back together and make playoff runs for their respective teams. I think Brady has a better chance because I think his team's better. But, I, I, you know, where are the Packers right now? Just looking at the standings. So the Packers right now are 3-4. and four. They're chasing Minnesota. Minnesota's going to be hard to catch. But I don't think a wild card's going to be – wild card's certainly within reach for, for Green Bay right now. Tampa Bay's leading the division at 3-4. and four. So I, I just – I think there's opportunities for these two teams to turn it around. If there was any indication that either one of these teams uh, had the talent around their quarterbacks to be able to make a deep run, I mean, it would be a little bit different. And I, I, I think that between the two, Tampa Bay is overall more talented than Green Bay is. Um, and you have to take into consideration the strength of, of each division. But right now, there's not a lot that tells me that either one of these teams has what it takes to turn it around in the the remaining 10 games of the season. They might. I mean, you know, if if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers can do anything, it's they can historically they've been able to will their teams to victory. Uh and and so yeah, I guess just for historical purposes, it would make it hard to bet against them, but reality based and looking right now at the present, it's difficult for me to think that either either team has the weapons to be able to fully turn it around and and make deep playoff pushes. Maybe they will. Maybe I'll be wrong. But right now, I just don't see it. And I guess my question to you would be, do you feel like overall the narrative with both of these guys has changed nationally to where more people are rooting against them and want to see them fail than rooting for them and want to see them turn it around? I think there are already a ton of people rooting against them and wanting to see them fail. I mean, both of these guys, for sure. Um, I think that we could get to a point, it's sort of the opposite, I think, of what you're trying to say. I think it could get to a point where if, you know, if this narrative continues that they're both washed and they do turn it around, for me and maybe not for the general public, it'll be easier for, it'll be pretty easy for me to root for that. Now, I don't know if I, you know, I, I had a soft spot for the Buccaneers for about a decade of my youth, so it's kind of easy for me to root for them anyway. The Packers I've never liked, so I don't know that I'll ever like actively root for, for the Packers. But but I'll root for these guys to, to shut people up because I don't think they're washed. I think we've seen old washed quarterbacks. I think we saw one this year in Matt Ryan. These guys aren't that. And if you if you made me put my money on it right now on whether I thought the Buccaneers would make the playoffs today— I tell you, yes, I do think they'll make the playoffs. The Packers, I wasn't sure if they'd make it anyway. Um, so I don't know on the Packers. But I think the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. And I think that we'll find out tonight. But I, I think they have nowhere to go but up after the Carolina game. We'll, again, we'll, we'll see tonight. I don't know that I'm going to bet on the Buccaneers yet. I might. I, I'm, I'm curious about it. Because it just doesn't, what, what's happening for Tampa doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What's happening in Green Bay makes perfect sense to me. I, I We may have even predicted it. I, I think we suspected it may happen before the season anyway. So what's happening in Green Bay isn't just like some stunning thing that's that's going on. For Tampa, it is a little bit because they're at the point now where they should be getting better because they're getting healthier. And for the last couple of weeks, they certainly have not been. And at some point, I just keep waiting for that to turn around. Maybe it doesn't turn around. But they've got a really good defensive coach. Whether whether he's a good head coach or not, I don't know. I, I thought he I thought he deserved the opportunity, Todd Bowles. Um, so I think the defense will get better, 
And I think, yeah, eventually the offense is going to start clicking. I just, you know, Brady's not like, he's not constantly under fire or any of the things we feared. He hasn't looked bad. Mike Evans dropped a bomb last week that was a gimme that would have given him some pretty gaudy stats again, and he's had plenty of gaudy stats. They're just not translating. I think weird things like that generally in the NFL have ways, have, find ways of working themselves out unless there's injury. But I, I feel like, yes, Tampa will make the playoffs. The narrative will spin, and this is going to play right into Tom Brady's hands where he can sort of throw everyone the bird and say, see, I told you so. We've been here before. We've written off Brady before, and how's that gone for us, generally as a society? If anybody can do it, Tom Brady can. Um, he would be the one person, the one quarterback that I I can concede that out of all of them, he would be the one most likely to turn it around, use that narrative as fuel, and move his team forward. Um, that being said, they're decimated by injuries, and they haven't looked great. I mean, they they... They didn't score a touchdown against Carolina, who's in the middle of a fire sale last week. So uh, I know Carolina I need to does see... have a good defense for perspective. They do have a good defense, but still, I need to see it to believe it. That's where I'm at right now. We're gonna get a chance tonight, Thursday night football. We'll get Chelsea Messenger's thought on it uh, when we come back because it's a curious line. Tampa's favored, right? Baltimore's got its own issues. Baltimore's look like crap on offense too. Uh, I, this is this I, I of all the Thursday night things we've had to deal with. I am really excited and interested in this game tonight uh, for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about it from a betting perspective and the rest of the betting week with Chelsea Messenger when Sports Daily continues next. I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And welcome back into Sports Daily on KFH. We welcome in our friend Chelsea Messenger here as uh, we get ready for, at least on paper, what should be a fairly intriguing Thursday night football game. Chelsea, is this one, I'm kind of excited about it because of all the storylines going into it. I think this ought to be a pretty good game to watch. Yeah, we're hoping so, right? Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, what could go wrong? Because it's much better on paper than the matchups that we've had uh, in the past, but Here's the interesting thing about this game when it's come to a betting angle. This game started as the Bucks getting a point and a half at home. But we've seen this line flip as money has come in on the Bucks as home dogs in this one. And now it's the Bucks' favor, minus one, despite only 22% of the bets coming in on the Bucks. So that's a signal that usually there's some kind of sharp money involved when it comes to betting on the Bucks. Yeah, Chelsea, what do you think that that equates to? Does that have a lot to do with uh, Tampa Bay's offensive output last week against Carolina? Um, or is there something else that's that's causing that flip? I think there's a couple of things. Because, number one, you have to remember the people who were betting on that were betting at it at Tampa Bay plus one and a half. So they're getting a different number than what you are getting now. But also, I think it's probably the sentiment that at some point we're going to see 
this Tampa Bay offense get off the ground? Because I know most of it has been on the offensive line, and I know the headlines are all about Tom Brady, but it really starts with the offensive line and the the amount of energy, in, injuries that they have had at that position. But they just have too many weapons on offense to be held, you know, too close to scoreless, as we've seen in some of these games. And plus, it's a good matchup against this Ravens secondary that really has had trouble limiting opposing passing offenses. I think that's why the Ravens have had trouble kind of uh, holding on to these leads because in the second half, it's their secondary that teams are picking apart. Uh, Bottom 10 in most statistical categories when you're talking about their pass defense. So that's not a great matchup when you're going, uh, going against Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and even Leonard Fournette has been pretty good out of the backfield catching passes. So I think it's a lot to do with the Bucks' offense finally showing some signs of life, a good matchup against this Ravens secondary. And also, it's not a Ravens team that it's especially healthy. Uh, several names on the injury report this week, including Ronnie Stanley, one of their best players uh, when it comes to the line of scrimmage, and also Gus Edwards a little banged up, and uh, Mark Andrews as well. It's interesting, too, because both of these teams – We so Mark Andrews, who almost never struggled, struggled last week, right? Tampa, that almost never allows anybody to run the ball, allowed the Panthers of all teams to run it very effectively last week. Can we just – when we look at a game like this, can we just throw last week in the trash can and go more with what we're used to seeing out of these two teams? You'd think, right? But I think a lot of people had that thought going into this week, you know, this past week for the Bucks. But it's been back-to-back weeks that they've struggled. So we'll see if it's actually a pattern. But I think this is one of the things that you have to try to master when betting on the NFL. Do not overreact to one or two games because it's a long season, and we'll see it. We see it each and every year. There's been years where the Bucs have struggled out of the gates. The year that they won the Super Bowl, don't you remember? It was Bruce Arians going after Tom Brady in press conferences. Early on in the season, they went on to win a Super Bowl. So I'm not saying the Bucks are going to win a Super Bowl. It's just when you're betting on the NFL, remember not to overreact too much week to week. So when you're looking at player props for Thursday night football tonight, Chelsea, um, you know, Jacob mentioned Mark Andrews struggling last week. Um, is that a safe bet, you think, to jump on some player props that he'll rebound? Or are there other player props you're looking at? Uh, I think maybe Mark Andrews. It's not one of my best bets, but I will say when the Ravens are facing a blitz, usually that's when Lamar Jackson is throwing to Mark Andrews the most. And I would imagine they probably bring some pressure uh, on Lamar Lamar Jackson tonight. But the bets that I'm looking at tonight are Mike Evans over his receiving prop, 68 and a half yards. He's coming off a game in which he had 15 targets and usually is a pretty steady go-to guy in the passing game. And like I said, I think the passing game finds some success here against this Ravens secondary bottom seven in yards per game when it comes to opposing pass offenses. So I think it's probably either Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Mike Evans coming off that 15 target game on the other side. I think it's the Gus bus that's going to be the the key ball carrier for this Ravens run game. His number is pretty low at 44 and a half rush yards. So I'll take the over for Gus Edwards as well, just because uh, even coming off that injury, and maybe he's a little banged up in this one, but he is clearly supremely more talented than Justice, Justice Hill and Kenyon Drake. So I think out of the backfield, he's the guy to target other than maybe Lamar Jackson. But uh, I do like the low number on Gus Edwards as well. 
All right, let's look at the rest of the slate this week. It's an interesting slate. Um, you've got, you know, the Cowboys all of a sudden favored by nine and a half, which seems wild. Um, you know, it's there's not a lot that jumps out to me. What are some of your favorite plays of the week? Yeah, we were just talking about not overreacting too much to some of these teams. And I think a good way to kind of quantify that is look at the teams who have lost games by only one score and think, is this team really as bad as their record says? Because I know the old adage is, you know, you are what your record says you are. But looking at the Las Vegas Raiders, they're two and four this season, but every single loss has come by one score or, you know, fewer, you know, a touchdown or less. And remember that game against the Chiefs where they went toe-to-toe with a really good Chiefs team, only lost that game 30-29. So this week they're on the road at New Orleans. I think this is a Raiders team finding their footing offensively. Look at Josh Jacobs. My goodness, what a season. I think he's had 140 yards on the ground uh, at least in three straight games. And plus they have a passing attack as well with Devontae Adams coming off. a, uh, I think it was a 95-yard game last time out. So I'll go with the Raiders this week. Uh, laying the one and a half on the road at a Saints team that has real questions at quarterback. I think they're going with Andy Dalton again, but that's not a team I want to put my money on. How about Sunday night football and the Green Bay Packers who are double-digit underdogs on the road at Buffalo? It's been well-documented, the offensive struggles with Aaron Rodgers and his receiving core, but that seems like a pretty large number. Your thoughts on Sunday night football? Yeah, there's no world in which I'm laying 11.5 points. I think the only team you could possibly make a case uh, for laying 11.5 points is probably the Buffalo Bills. Because we've seen them. They're out for blood. I feel like they're similar to the Eagles in that they're just trying to dominate people and uh, make statements each and every time. But I don't know. At some point, it's the same deal with Aaron Rodgers as we're saying with Tom Brady. At some point, don't we expect uh, there to be some life in their offense? I think the difference between Tampa Bay and Green Bay is that Green Bay does not have the talent on the offense when it comes to receivers. So uh, it's probably a stay away spot for me. I think there are other ways to play it. Maybe you can play, you know, the bills in the first half, something like that, get the spread down. But uh, yeah, I won't be playing any double digit spreads. So you sent two over Chelsea in our messages before uh, the segment here. And one I like, and one surprises me. And I was thinking the other way, the one I like is Niners minus one and a half versus the Rams. The one I was leaning the other way was you've got Cardinals plus three and a half at Minnesota. Tell us about those two games. Yeah, the Niners, it's just based on the total domination we've seen of the Niners in the Rams in the regular season. Six straight against the spread wins for the Niners going against the Rams. And plus, look at Max, Matt Stafford in those games. Uh, in three games against the Rams or against the Niners since coming over to the Rams, he has five interceptions. This is a tough Niners defense, and we talked about not overreacting too much. Uh, This is a Niners team that's had a host of injuries, so I don't think they're necessarily as bad as their record says they are, uh, despite coming off, you know, that loss to Kansas City. But that's a really solid Chiefs team, and I think they match up particularly well against the Rams. Now let's talk about the Cardinals. This is more of a play on on me thinking that three and a half is too much. I think the Cardinals can keep it close. We saw last year that Minnesota played a ton of close games. Maybe they win this one, but I think uh, the Cardinals can keep it within three. And also, the Cardinals have been cash cows on the road. Dating back to last season, 
Arizona 10 and 3 against the number when playing on the road. For some reason or another, Arizona just, you know, plays much better on the road. Cliff Kingsbury even joked about this. When they had their playoff game last year, he said, I wish we could play this on the road because we play better away from Arizona. And plus, I think their offense is now worth backing now with DeAndre Hopkins back on the field. I don't think he's a Band-Aid for everything, but still, I think they can uh, take advantage of this Minnesota secondary that's been below average. I think uh, Kyler and company can put up some yards here and also score some points. So on the Cardinals plus three and a half. On the overall Sunday slate, what do you like uh, player prop perspective? Are there certain players in certain games that uh, you're definitely on? Or are there some that you are staying away from? What do you think? I don't think they have released all of the player props just yet. They will once the injury reports come out. I do think Josh Jacobs is in a good spot against uh, the Saints, who used to be a good run defense, but they're getting beat every which way when it comes to the passing game, when it comes to the running game. And plus, like I said, three straight games of 140 yards on the ground, I think he's found his footing and they're going to feed him the ball on this one, especially if it's a positive game script, which I think the Raiders are going to be ahead in this one. So that spells more running of the football. I think Josh Jacobs is in for a big day. And then looking at Derrick Henry against the Texans, he has monster numbers against fellow AFC South teams. Uh, He's gone over 100 yards rushing in nine of his last 10 games against the AFC South. And last time out uh, against the Texans, he didn't play him last year because he was hurt. But in 2020, games of over 200 yards on the ground in both of those matchups, maxing out at 240 yards. So I think Derrick Henry could be in store for a big game against the Texans. Yeah, that he's been in for a bunch of big games. All right, Chelsea, well, we really appreciate you jumping on today. Um, we will get this available for people at kfhradio.com as we look ahead to the betting week. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the week. Let's all make some money. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was the host of The Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Thursday night football and, uh, and an opportunity maybe to make a little money. It's a good one. We'll do it next on Sports Daily. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days after issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Tommy, that one hits home for me because uh, on a little Monday Night Football, I hit that first touchdown prop on Justin Fields to rush one in, and it was pretty nice. <laughs> that was the first time that's happened for you, hasn't it? Yes, it is. I, I got one, and you know I love that. It's one of my favorite promotions of all the promotions we've had over you know the several months now, two, three months that we've had sports betting. This one's one of my favorites because with that, insurance that comes back i love taking shots right i love taking a little bit more of a long shot because if it doesn't hit it's okay it's all right it comes back and so you know i kind of look at these games and i'm like all right what could i see like what's within the realm of possibility here and is it giving me long enough odds to make it worth the risk right because if i you know i because i bet 25 dollars on it each and every monday and thursday to get that back so I was like, man, Justin Fields, I could totally see him running one in because that's how the Bears could win this game if he runs the ball. So I look at it tonight with Thursday night football. And really everybody on here has pretty decent odds. You've got Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, and Mike Evans all at plus eight hundred. Um, so twenty five bucks you'd make, you know, you'd make two hundred bucks. Those are all pretty good, you know, those are all pretty good opportunities, I think. Lamar Jackson to run one in plus a thousand. 
Gus Edwards plus 1100, Chris Godwin plus 1100. Um, uh, I also kind of like in my initial gut instinct early in the week was to go after Rashad Bateman. He's at plus 1400. What I'm having a hard time with is deciding how I think this game's going to go and who's going to score first. That's where I'm sort of hung up this time, Tommy, on on where to where to maybe direct this because I I think Tampa's going to win. Bateman was my favorite guy to do it on, but do I think Baltimore's going to score first? It's kind of hard. I'm a little hung up. I still haven't decided this week. How do you feel about Deshaun Jackson at plus three thousand? For the first TD score, he just signed with the Ravens. He's what thirty five years old. Yeah, he he just signed with the Ravens, and uh, this will be his first game with the Ravens. You never know. Maybe they try to design something for him to get out there and get into the end zone to to kick off his time with the Ravens. Yeah. You never know. I it's Lamar Jackson struggled a little bit. Um, I I think Bateman is a deep guy. I think Bateman's got a is more likely to break one off. Here's another one that I think is sneaky if, when you go to the real long odds. What about the Tampa Bay defense at plus 2,800? What about a what about a pick six or some sort of mistake as you know they want to come out with their hair on fire after giving up 21 points to Carolina? I don't know. I, there's a lot. I don't have I don't have a strong. I felt really good about Justin Fields on Monday. I was like, boom, Justin Fields going to rush one in, and that's how the Bears think they're going to win this game because he's going to run the ball. Now, I thought that he would maybe break a long one off, and it ended up being a short one. But either way, that played out. I don't know on this one. I, I'm I'm stuck. I can't decide where to go because while Bateman and Gus Edwards are my favorites to do it, I just don't know if I think Baltimore's going to score first in this game. Well, see, I think that they will, because if you look at both of these teams, Baltimore has started games really, really well. They haven't finished well. Um, they, they've blown leads in um, three of their first six games. Uh, but Tampa Bay, on the other hand, they have not started games well. They've only scored two touchdowns in an opening drive this season. So in that regard, I think your, your safer play is with Baltimore to score a, a first touchdown. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's a really good point. Um yeah, okay. So maybe my gut's right. So then it's, you know, do I do I think Baltimore can sustain a long drive or do I think that they can get one in and break one off? Tampa's run defense is typically better. Maybe I just go with my original gut. My original gut to start this week was Bateman. He's plus 1,400. He's got good odds. I think that's what I got Fields at was plus 1,400. Maybe it's a lucky number. All right, you talk. I'm going to play Bateman. Bateman's going to be my play. <laughs> Bateman's going to be my play on this. But what if I throw a what if I throw a caveat? I'm going to throw a little curveball at you here with Rashad Bateman. Did you know that he's on the injured list, or not the injured list? He's injury report. He's questionable for this game tonight. Yeah, I think I think think that that has more to do with uh, his injury that he's already been dealing with as much as a new injury. He didn't practice on Tuesday. He practiced in a limited form yesterday. Um, so that might be a little risky, but, you know, at this point, you're kind of throwing a dart, right? Well, if nothing else, maybe the maybe the thing to do is to wait on, wait and make this bet until, when do we get this, 6, six o'clock or something? Because um, yeah. Mark Andrews has, Mark Andrews hadn't practiced, I don't think, um, which is interesting, too. Or you just go with the safe play in a guy like Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, by the way, looked great in his return um, last week. 
he finally comes back from injury right as they lose J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards looks good. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm. I'm so stuck on this one. I'll let you know. I'll 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 let you know. Trust me, you'll know if I hit again. Tommy. Yeah, I'll get a Whatever. text from you at like you know yes. what seven seven forty five after that first drive yes. is over with, and you'll tell me one way or another. Yeah, thank goodness I was by myself when uh, it hit Monday, and nobody could see my whatever it was that that happened after I hit that bet. If we're um, talking about if we're talking about you know a, a, a bet that hit for you uh, last week, I would just oh, like you, to you mention, and I told you about. I mean, I was this is like the the bad beat of all bad beats. Um, I had a a six leg parlay for the Chiefs and 49ers, and I was three Debo Samuel yards away from hitting all six legs of that parlay, which, you know, of course that's going to happen. You add legs, the, the risk goes up. Um, man, I thought, I thought Debo would have it there in that garbage time. And then, you know, the 49ers throw Brock Purdy in there to throw the football around and just didn't happen. Didn't happen for me. Yeah. Bad beats. We, well, we got plenty of those that we can talk about. Like every time that we bet, I, I was K state away last weekend and I had a really good weekend. Um, maybe my second best weekend. I was a K-State injury slew, whatever that was away from having a really good weekend. I had them in like four different parlays, which we'd understand, you know, we don't need anybody to call and say, Hey, parlays are sucker bets. Yeah, we know they're sucker (laughs) bets, but it allows us to bet. It allows us to bet like five or $10 and feel like we're, you know, big fish in the sea here when we're not. So that's, that's why we play them. We get it. We know they're sucker bets. Don't, you don't need to, you don't need to lay that on us here. Uh, but no, it was, it was a good weekend. I I've really enjoyed it. I think it's fun. I, I, what I've enjoyed about it, honestly, I think more than anything, Tommy is finding the closet betters, right? Those people like at work who you're like, wait, you're betting games. No way. That's been my favorite part. Yeah. Like whoever it is, like you just would never see it a mile away and they're telling you about their bets. It's awesome. The bad thing about it is that, you know, I, I love the betting and all of that. I'm spending less time on fantasy football than I was mm-hmm. a year ago. Like it's not no until question. You know, and I'm right not before okay kickoff. With I'm like, that. oh I gotta set my lineup. Yeah. Yeah. No and, and I that needs that part of my life needs to change because I spend way too much time trying to brag about fantasy football to I'm with you 100% on that. That is a great point. Uh, it'll even out. We're still just excited about it. I mean, that's all it is. But uh, it is there. BetMGM is uh, is who we like to go with. That bet tonight, that first touchdown. If you haven't done it, it's a lot of fun. They put insurance on it. You don't have to. I don't think you have to bet $25. That's what I bet. But they'll, they'll insure up to $25. So you can do that at BetMGM.com or the BetMGM app. All right, we'll come back. Our buddy Tim Fitzgerald will look ahead to K-State this weekend. What is he thinking about Adrian Martinez's status? Will it matter that Adrian Martinez plays? It's a big one in Manhattan on Saturday afternoon. We'll talk to GoPowerCat.com editor Tim Fitzgerald after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.